everybody, I'm Mitch Goldich, and welcome to episode 42 of Mitch Eats Food, a podcast where I talk about eating food. Thanks, as always, to those of you who have subscribed and left ratings and reviews. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and find me on social media for food pictures to go with every episode. I don't think this is the first time this has happened, but today will be another entry into the genre of episodes where I belatedly discover some sort of hot food trend that everyone else in New York and perhaps in the world is already familiar with. But here in the year 2019, I finally had my first experience going hot potting. So we're gonna talk hot potting for episode 42 here. Uh, Hot potting is now a verb I have decided. I think people use it this way, you go hot potting, whatever. Anyway, it was something that I was familiar with Uh, My wife, Sam, who regular listeners know from many previous guest appearances, she had done it before and told me all about it. I had just never gotten around to doing it. So we got together a group of six people and we went to a place called Mr. Hot Pot in Flushing. I think a lot of people, especially New Yorkers, know that there's a ton of great Asian food up in Flushing. And we were looking, there are a lot of places you can go, uh, but somebody else in our group picked this place based on a recommendation. Um, So just the beginning, for those of you who are not familiar at all with the concept, I will explain it in general before the specifics of what we ate. Basically, there's a hot stove in the middle of your table and you get communal broth. Uh, Hot potting, we're dealing with soups here. So you get this communal broth, uh, which adds flavor to whatever you're eating. And it's also hot enough that you can actually cook your food in it. So you order your broth and then all kinds of meats and veggies that come out separately and uh, we had a group of six, so we just had a million different side plates and all kinds of things. And it's one of those uh, communal situations like, hey, you know, let me have one of those or dump a few things in this pot and let them stew in for a while. And it's sort of like you're cooking and eating together as a group in these giant pots in the middle of the table. So we decided we ended up ordering four different broths and they came in two big vats. Each one had a sort of a divider in the middle and they looked like yin yangs, but it was nice. Uh, to be able to have four different kinds of broth to cook with. And the great part is that you never run out of broth because they just keep coming back and refilling them as you eat it. So it's sort of like a long uh, leisurely experience as they're bringing out more food and bringing out more broth and they keep refilling it. Uh, so our broths, we had a vegetarian and a chicken-based broth. And then we also had a red beef-based broth and more of a creamy white broth. Um, and then they had all kinds of things, uh, all kinds of options available and different spice levels and then you can make them more spicy if you want. Um, Each broth had its own sort of concoction of things floating in them. Like the creamy one had huge slices of tomato and big chunks of actual corn cobs. Uh, The red, the beef broth had carrots and bok choy and others had like spicy peppers and other Chinese vegetables. So, you know, it's not just broth, it's broth that's stewing with all kinds of other things. And that's basically the, the key thing here is that there's just a ton of stuff you're dumping in and adding flavor and there are all kinds of meats and veggies and things with more flavors in your broths. Meanwhile, we also had our own individual dishes uh, that were filled. We could fill them with soy sauce and then the table had these like smaller communal dishes of garnishes. They had condiments like garlic and cilantro and dried shallots and minced peppers. And they had this Taiwanese barbecue sauce that was really good. So like I said, you can make things spicier if you want to, because in addition to the broths, you also have your own customized soy sauce concoctions that you can just pour things in. And honestly, by the end, it just became almost like one big sauce because you would just dump the veggie broth into the beef broth in your own bowl and pour soy sauce in it and just drink it like it was soup. And it was almost like, who cares? Everything's delicious. Just mix it all together and eat it. So our ordering strategy was pretty basic. First, we were going through the menu and picking out all of the different items we liked. And then we eventually realized that they had 
uh, like a tabletop card uh, with specials listed or basic meals that had said, you know, order this if you have four people, order this if you have six people, et cetera. So we, uh, after going and, and attempting to strategize, we just said, okay, let's get the one that uh, says it's for six people. And we banked on that having the right amount of food and then also added a couple things to it on the side. But mostly we just went with the six person order for six people. So it came with, I will uh, read the menu here for a minute, uh, two half and half soups. So that's our four broths, plus short rib, supreme fatty lamb, Enoki mushroom wrapped fatty beef. So those are like the long skinny mushrooms with the tiny heads that you see a decent amount in Asian cooking. And then just strands of them wrapped around more beef. Um, I have to say, relative to uh, previous episodes, there is also, there's some stuff we ordered that I don't even know what we got. Um, we had a resident expert, our friend Phil, who is Chinese and has a lot more experience and has been to this place and other hot pot places. And so we talked a little about what we like and dietary restrictions people had, and then we let Phil just take over. And he, there are a couple of things that I don't even remember what they were, uh, like even if you see the name, but you know, we had uh, sliced flounder and fish roe balls. We had jumbo shrimp, handmade shrimp paste, homemade wontons, fried fish skin, fish balls, sausage skewers, watercress, frozen tofu, tofu skin roll, straw mushrooms, Napa cabbage, we ordered extra veggies and a couple of sides. Um, we had octopus rings that were really good. Honestly, and I know I hyperbolize all the time in this podcast, but I'm trying to think literally about this. I am not sure if I've ever had a meal in a restaurant where they brought more dishes to our table than this. I'm not counting a buffet where they've got a million options and you can pick them out. Or, you know, I've been to the, like the Brazilian meat uh, steakhouse type places where you've got the red and green disc on your table and you flip it over to green and they just keep bringing you meat. But as far as just small dishes on the table with different kinds of foods, this was just an insane quantity. And they had to bring things in waves and shifts and had to consolidate dishes and take away plates because there were just literally, there were too many items to fit on the table, especially considering you have to be careful. You've got two big boiling vats of broth on burners in the middle of the table. So just a lot of food and and just about everything was really good. It's really, it would be impossible. I'd be here all day if I was going to talk about everything, but I can talk about a few of the highlights. The jumbo shrimp. I think these are the biggest shrimp I've ever seen in my life. It reminds me of season one of The Good Place when they have shrimp just flying through the air, the gigantic shrimp. They came in this teepee formation where they're on long skewers, like leaned up and resting against each other, all stretched out. Again, you're going to have to check out the pictures on all my social media feeds because they were giants. But more importantly, they were also very good. Um, you know, larger does not always mean better when it comes to food, but it was really cool to have these giant meaty shrimp that were also very good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I exaggerate a lot as we've gone over many times, but these shrimp, they might have been a foot long. It was pretty crazy. The shrimp paste was also really interesting. Uh, it came in like this wooden boat of just ground up shrimp meat, and then you would form it into a little ball and just let it cook in the broth. It was, side note, it was also, it was very cool to just see how quickly all of these things cooked. A lot of the meat was on platters and very uh, thinly sliced, like the short rib and the fatty lamb. So you would drop it in and watch it cook and it would cook through in just like 10 seconds. Or you could also just let it soak in there for as long as you want, which is great because it would get the flavor of the broth. And then also the meat would flavor the broth so that the stuff you dropped in later had all of these great flavors. Um, so the, the meat, really all of the different kinds of meat, a lot of it was very good. Um, but those two in particular, the short rib and the fatty lamb, I loved. The octopus rings were really good. They were also big and just not too chewy. They were just kind of, they were perfect. They were really good octopus rings, really liked those as well. And it was fun that everything just got better as we went along. Like I said, by the end, it's just this concoction of multiple broths and soy sauce and the barbecue sauce. 
And it was just really fun to cook and, and see, you know, as it went along, how things just add, you add different flavors to things. And it was just an awesome, really fun experience beyond just the quality of the food. It was also just a ton of fun being there. Um, even like the utensils on the table were fun and sort of part of the overall experience. Uh, obviously we had chopsticks, but we also had these things that looked like little melon ballers. They were like long metal utensils with ridges and openings so that the water can get in and cook the food, but it would also trap an item inside. So you could like roll up mushrooms and lamb and a dumpling and just drop it in together and then fish it out of the broth using this contraption. Um, other tools, like we had the, uh, like the scooper spoons, the wide flat boat, like kind of shape, you know, you get when you order miso soup so that you can fit a big piece of tofu on it with whatever broth. Um, so, you know, we had like metal, all kinds of metal tongs and things grabbing meat off serving plates. It was just fun to have like a lot of contraptions and see, because we got so many dishes, a lot of them came out, um, like fun preparation and plating and to see like how things came was also a, kind of a fun part of it. Um, we ordered sake and it came in these wide, like low wooden cups that looked kind of like mugs or bowls and had sake in them and those were fun too. So just to give you an idea of how hot the broth was and what kind of place this is, I, uh, I, I can't finish this episode without sharing the story, but one of the highlights of the night is that the fire alarm actually went off. Uh, it was toward the end of our meal and it's just a crowded restaurant full of people for dinner on a Saturday night. The fire alarm starts blaring and nobody responds, which made it obvious that this just happens all the time. Uh, so nobody moves and eventually it just shuts off. You've got waiters and cooking staff like waving at the smoke alarms with towels and things. Um, you know, and you think about it, it's just like when a smoke alarm goes off in your house while you're cooking. And this was just a big room where every single table was just like openly cooking and letting steam up to the ceiling. And so, you know, they're refilling broth and then the steam piles up and, you know, they'd show up at your table with like giant tea kettles of broth or just hot water to mix into your mixture and it would shoot up. And so the smoke alarm went off, uh, you know, it was, I mean, it was pretty hot at our table and in the whole restaurant, but it was just really funny to see that happen and to see everyone just be like, no big deal. They didn't even have to do like, calm down, everyone. Don't worry about it. Stay seated. It was like, oh, we'll just turn these off and uh, everyone can get on with their, with their dinners. But yeah, so it was pretty hot in there. But then for dessert, we uh, actually had the, basically like lime sherbet popsicles. And that was a nice way to cool down after uh, being in, you know, I don't want to make it sound like it was uncomfortable. It's not like we were in a sauna, but it was like a little bit hot in there. So uh, nice to have a, a, an icy popsicle treat on our way out the door. So yeah, that was my first time hot potting. Uh, really, I just, I loved it. It was a total A plus experience for me. I definitely look forward to doing it again sometime. It feels like just the perfect I know now we're in November. It's just the perfect wintertime activity when it's cold and all you want to do is have soup and overeat. Um, I guess my advice would be go with an expert if you can. It was really great to have Phil there to oversee our ordering process. But more importantly, go with people you like because there's a lot of, hey, just drop a shrimp in that broth for me and pass it back when it's done. Or, you know, hey, I'm cooking some meat. Does anyone want some of this? Oh, yeah, let me get a taste of that. Um, you know, you, you literally, you can't reach everything at the table. So, uh, I mean, depending on the place that you go, but at least our place, we couldn't. So it seems to me it's smart to have people, uh, not just to eat similarly to you and will want the same kinds of broth and side dishes and things, but, uh, people who are all in on the group atmosphere and the, the sharing and passing and all that kind of fun stuff of just like a real communal dining experience. So that does it for today. I'm sure you can find a million awesome places to do hot potting, but, uh, Mr. Hot Pot in Flushing. Thank you for an awesome first experience, uh, at least for me. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening. If you're new, you should go back and check out all my previous episodes. Many are just me by myself, but a bunch of them have all kinds of fun guests. 
those are often uh, those are a lot of fun and they usually tend to run longer you can again you can hear my wife sam on a bunch of episodes and a lot of my other friends as well you can subscribe to the podcast in itunes spotify soundcloud stitcher and google play while you're at it write a review in itunes or apple podcasts give me five stars tell me what you think tell me where i should go next those reviews and ratings also help other people find the podcast so i really appreciate them you can follow me at mitch goldich on twitter and instagram or search for mitch goldich on facebook there you'll get pictures to go along with every episode. You can also on Instagram follow at Mitch Eats Food Pod, which is my account just for this podcast. That account has pictures from every episode and plenty of pictures uh, from meals that don't turn into episodes. And really, you got to go see the size of these shrimps. Finally, you can email MitchEatsFood at gmail.com. Make sure you tell all your friends and I'll talk to you again real soon.